God reveals his glory through us. Isaiah chapter 44 verses 21 to 23 Remember these, O Jacob, and Israel, for you are my servants. I have formed you, you are my servants. O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions, and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. In the Old Testament, God often called Jacob using two different names, as we see here in today's scripture reading. Remember these, O Jacob, and Israel, for you are my servants. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 21 God could have called Jacob just Jacob or Israel, but instead he made a point of calling Jacob with two names. There is a reason why God used these two names, Jacob and Israel. One of them, Jacob, is used to call him as a man, while the other, Israel, is used to call him as someone blessed by God. God also calls the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit using two names like this. He uses our given names to call us so and so, but when he calls us as the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit given by Christ our God, he calls us the righteous. The name Israel in the Old Testament was given to Jacob as a blessing after he wrestled with God in prayer all night long. It means one who has struggled with God and prevailed. This occurred when Jacob was praying at the ford of Jabbok over his brother, Lord, my brother is on his way to kill me. He will get here by tomorrow. Please protect me from his wrath. Please guard me from my brother and bless me. I cannot stop praying unless you bless me. I will not let you go. God then tried to leave Jacob, saying to him, Let me go. The night is over and the morning sun is coming up. Jacob then said, Lord, I will not let you go like this unless you bless me. In the end, perhaps moved by Jacob's heartfelt prayer, God relented and said, I will bless you. God then touched the socket of Jacob's hip and said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob but Israel. That is how, from this moment on, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Indeed, it was to build his kingdom through Jacob that God disciplined and blessed him. 
After a long time went by since this incident, Jacob's descendants came to find the kingdom of Israel following their exodus from Egypt. It was by the blessed providence of God that Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Like this, God has also blessed us, who had all been sinners, to find the gospel of the water and the spirit, and he is calling us his people, saints and righteous. All of this is God's blessing and providence. The Bible says, Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servants. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 21. This passage contains God's special providence to build his kingdom through Jacob. God called Jacob his servant. A servant does what the master commands. So, when God called Jacob his servant, he meant that he would fulfill his will through Jacob. Like this, in the present age of the New Testament also, God is revealing to us, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, that he has an infinitely blessed plan for us. You and I now believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and God has made us the people of his kingdom. In the days to come, God will reveal through us, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, just how great his mercy and grace are in giving us the everlasting blessing of living in his kingdom. And God is also testifying through us that he is worthy of receiving praise and worship forever and ever. Today, it is us, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, whom God calls his people and servants. That is because God will introduce his kingdom through us. Just as God had worked through his servants in the age of the Old Testament, in the present age of the New Testament, God is working through the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit to deliver human beings all over the world from their sins. We can see that God is perfecting his love and his work of salvation through us, his servants. You and I should remember that we are now God's servants and accordingly dedicate our lives singularly to the building of his kingdom. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 21 says, O Israel, you will not be forgotten by me. Here, God is telling you and me, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, who are doing the work of his kingdom, that he will cherish us always. God is the living God, working together with all those who are now living in his church and never forgetting any of them. Realising this clearly, we ought to live by faith. We must believe that even in the middle of the raging coronavirus pandemic, God is working with his people and servants. God is helping us with our ministry and always walking with us. 
Therefore, if we pray to God remembering what he told us here, that we will not be forgotten by him, we too will see God's work unfolding in our lives. We must believe that even at this very moment, God is listening to all our prayers. Why then has God allowed the hardships of the coronavirus pandemic to us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit? First, it is to give his love and salvation to all human beings living in these end times. And second, it is to awaken his people who believe in the water and the spirit so that they would be victors by faith. That is why God allows such difficult circumstances. In fact, it cannot be denied that God is the God of the righteous. Therefore, even if we did not pray to God, God still knows what our needs are and blesses us. Even so, however, we the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit must pray to God, for we have the duty to glorify him by manifesting our reverence and fear of God in our everyday lives. It is for this reason that God has allowed all of us to support the gospel ministry of the water and the spirit from each of our stations. We must realise that God has entrusted each of us with his work and that he is being glorified through this work. God has told us the righteous to pray to him because he wants to help us all. Put differently, God is telling us to ask for his help and glorify him in our lives so that we can carry out his work. Asking the living God for his help in our everyday walk is living a life that glorifies God. God has promised us that he will help us when we pray and this is what prayer is all about. God is showing us that it is through our prayers that we can serve him faithfully in our lives. We must therefore pray so that we can share communion with God. The fact that we the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit can commune with God today is possible all thanks to our faith in his word and our prayers. We can then realise here that it is through our prayers that we have received God's great blessings. In these end times, therefore, God has allowed us, his believers, to face such a difficult life. Sometimes God allows us to endure suffering so that we may share communion with him. God answers when we the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit pray to him and when our prayers are answered by God like this we are filled with thanksgiving. God enables us to realise that we are communing with him by praying to him. So it is when we trust in God with our hearts that gratitude and thanksgiving spring forth. This is God's message to all of us in this age. God's blessings are interspersed with the prayers we give to him and the life of faith we lead. 
if we live in such an age by our faith in God and his word, our hearts are naturally bound to thank him for the life of grace he has blessed us to live. There is nothing else to say but thank God by faith. And we also come to realise that there is nothing else to do but praise God for the work he has done for us. Return to me. Today, through Isaiah, God is saying to us also, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 22. Just how many transgressions did Jacob and his descendants, the people of Israel, commit against God in their lives? In God's eyes, all human beings are a brood of evildoers, deceitful and full of shortcomings. Indeed, at the first sign that their circumstances are improving, people stop living by faith in the God who has saved them from their sins, and some of them even betray God. They fail to worship God in their everyday lives and they despise his love. So, in the days of the Old Testament, whenever his people became arrogant, God brought suffering to them so that they would look for him. When the people of Israel looked for their God and cried out to him in their suffering, God liberated them from the hands of their enemies. Like this, the people of Israel received far more love and protection from God than any Gentile peoples. God gave them tremendous blessings. Whenever his people prayed to him, God did not ignore any and answered them all. Like this, God is also blessing us, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, who are living in the time of the New Testament. Even when we sin against man and God out of our weaknesses, God liberates us from the oppression of suffering by giving us faith in him. Blessing us to always have faith in his word, our God is cleansing our hearts. God has given us his blessed word, assuring us that he has blotted out like a thick cloud all the countless transgressions that we have committed. Our God is telling us that in the present age also, he has blotted out all our blemishes and transgressions with the gospel word of the water and the spirit. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 22 says, Return to me, for I have redeemed you. The word redeem here means purchasing something with payment. For nearly a hundred years since its foundation, the United States had the institution of slavery in the southern states where it was legal to sell and buy human beings as private properties. 
President Abraham Lincoln adopted anti-slavery policies and eventually freed countless slaves by issuing the Emancipation Proclamation. For this, Lincoln has been consistently chosen by Americans as their most respected president. Even to this day, President Lincoln is beloved and revered by many Americans. Among the hymns favoured by Christians around the world is the hymn Amazing Grace. The verses of this hymn were written by a man named John Newton who had been a slave trader before he met the Lord. After Newton came to realise and believe in the Lord's love, he wrote Amazing Grace as his personal testimony of faith, remembering the love with which the Lord had saved a man like him from his sins. The word redeem here means precisely that. Consider the following story. Someone at the slave market felt so sorry for the slaves that he bought one of them with his own money. He then said to the slave who was sold to him, I just paid a price and purchased you with my money, but I want to set you free from your slavery. For your sake, I will rip and burn this slavery document before your eyes. You are now liberated from slavery. You are free. Go now and enjoy your freedom. Paying a price to purchase a slave is exactly what is meant by redemption. The God of Jacob is the one who has redeemed all of us who have received the remission of sins by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Christ our God has brought salvation from all the sins of the world to us the believers in the gospel word of the water and the spirit. The God who has saved you and me from all the sins of this world once and for all is our Lord Jesus Christ. The God who has saved us from our sins is incomparably more honourable than Abraham Lincoln who liberated slaves. That's because God has brought to all mankind the grace of salvation from all sins. The Bible says, I have redeemed you. It is important for us to realise that the word redeem here means purchasing by paying a price. In the days of the New Testament, Jesus bore all the sins of the world through the baptism he received from John the Baptist and Jesus paid off the wages of all the sins of mankind from the beginning of the world to its end by being crucified and shedding his blood on the cross. For your sake and mine, Jesus Christ has redeemed us from our sins once and for all. To save you and me from all the sins of this world once and for all, and to restore our status, Christ our God abandoned his heavenly glory and came to this earth in person. 
and while living in this world for 33 years, he completed his work of righteousness, and this work is the work of redemption that God has done for mankind. Do you understand and believe in this truth? In the age of the New Testament, Jesus was baptised by John the Baptist to solve all mankind's problems of sins. Through his baptism, he bore all their sins and afterward he gave up his own body and shed his own blood on the cross. Jesus is the Redeemer who made atonement for his people's sins in this way. Jesus Christ is God himself who accepted all the sins of mankind through his baptism and paid off the wages of all our sins once and for all. He is the God who accepted all the sins of this world through John the Baptist with his baptism and gave himself up willingly to be crucified on his hands and feet in order to pay off the wages of these sins. He is the Son of God who poured out all his heart's blood to death but rose from the dead again. Like this, Christ our God is the God who came to this earth, incarnated in the flesh of man, paid off all the wages of the sins of mankind by shedding his own blood and rose from the dead again. Christ our God is the one who has liberated us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit from all the sins of this world. Christ our God is the one who fought Satan and brought salvation to those of us who believe in his victory. The Bible says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Christ the living God has redeemed us once and for all through the baptism he received and the blood he shed delivering us from our sins and condemnation. If you believe in this true gospel word of the water and the spirit now and if you believe with your heart in the work of redemption Jesus has done for you then you too will be released from all your sins. The Lord has saved us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit from all our sins and the punishment of hell. The Lord God himself came to this earth and paid off the wages of sins with his baptism and blood so that the believers may become God's own people, live happily forever in his kingdom and enjoy his blessings for eternity. That is why the Lord said in Isaiah chapter 44 verse 22, I have redeemed you. With faith we ought to thank Christ our Lord for coming to this earth and receiving his baptism from John the Baptist to bear our sins. 
With faith, we ought to thank Christ our God for coming to this earth incarnated in the flesh of man, being baptised and shedding his blood on the cross. All of us ought to be believers. By any chance, are we not taking too lightly our salvation from sin, brought to us by the gospel of the water and the spirit, the love of God and his gift of redemption? None of us should ever do so, for Jesus our Christ accepted and bore all our sins and all the sins of the world once and for all through the baptism he received from John the Baptist. Every sin of mankind was thus passed on to the body of Jesus Christ. We must remember without fail that human beings can now be delivered from the condemnation they rightfully deserve for their sins because Jesus bore them all, including all your sins and mine. The gospel of the water and the spirit the Lord has given us is priceless salvation to mankind. What a wonderful redemption it is. Jesus is holy, fundamentally incapable of sinning. As God himself, Jesus Christ is not weak like us human beings, so he does not commit any sin. Even before the foundation of the world, God had a majestic, blessed plan for you and me. According to this plan, God himself came to this earth to make us his people, and he has saved us through the water and the blood. The baptism God himself received from John the Baptist when he came to this world was the righteous work God did for you and me. This is also God's blessed promise written in the Old Testament. Born of a virgin, Jesus Christ came to this earth, incarnated in the flesh of man, bore our sins through his baptism and shed his blood on the cross. Through all these, he fulfilled the plan of eternal salvation. You and I now believe in this gospel of the water and the spirit and the Lord has saved us from all the timeless sins of this world once and for all, bestowing his grace on all of us who believe. Saving us, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit from the sins of this world and eternal condemnation once and for all, the Lord God has forever delivered us from the snare of Satan and punishment. The Lord did this righteous work so that we the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit may not face any condemnation of sin and to give us the gift of resurrection. It is for you and me that the Lord gave up his own body to be baptised and crucified just as it is written. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 
Christ, God himself, forsook the throne of heaven for a short while, came to this earth, received baptism from John the Baptist, and gave up his body on the cross to be crucified on both his hands and feet. The punishment Christ bore on the cross as a consequence of his baptism is the most painful punishment of all, far more painful than anything else in this world. Yet, to deliver us from the sins of this world, Jesus Christ was baptised and crucified. He endured the most painful punishment with both his hands and feet nailed, his artery cut, his heart completely bled out and his strength exhausted. Jesus said on the cross, I thirst, and after uttering his last words, it is finished, he passed away. From this we can see just how great the suffering of his crucifixion was and how this suffering he bore to redeem mankind has brought peace to us. The punishment of crucifixion borne by the Lord was the most unbearable punishment in the world. Jesus then rose from the dead again in three days. The work of the Lord was more than sufficient to free all of us who believe in this truth from all our sins once and for all and it has blessed us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit with everlasting life. Jesus shed his blood on the cross because he had accepted all the sins of mankind once and for all through the baptism he received from John the Baptist. Having thus accepted all the sins of this world once and for all through the baptism of John the Baptist, Jesus Christ was crucified to death to pay off all the wages of all the sins of mankind. This is the work of salvation that Jesus Christ, God himself, accomplished for the redemption of mankind. The Lord is the righteous God who has brought salvation to the believers by freeing us once and for all from all the sins of this world, eternal hell, everlasting destruction, endless curses and perpetual suffering. Coming to this earth incarnated in the flesh of man and having fulfilled the righteousness of God, Jesus Christ is the Saviour who has delivered all of us who now believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit from all sins. We ought to be thankful for this gospel word, for we have been saved from our sins by faith thanks to the baptism the Lord received and the blood he shed. And we must not forget, we shall forever cherish the gospel of the water and the spirit in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is the God who ensures that we do not forget the gospel word of the water and the spirit, for he dwells in the heart of each and every one of us who believes in this gospel. Who could ever save you and me, not to mention the entire human race, from the sins of this world and death?
Who else other than Jesus Christ could love you and me so much like this and glorify us? The God who loved us human beings so much like this is none other than Jesus Christ who came to this earth by the water and the Spirit. There is no one else but Jesus Christ who truly loves you and me and has saved us by coming to this earth by the water and the blood. There is a certain highly controversial denomination that has been drawing a lot of public attention recently. I have no interest in such denominations but it's said that most churches are afraid that they might lose their members to this denomination. Perhaps because of this, some churches these days are locking the door during the hour of worship to prevent the members of this problematic denomination from entering them. Since we are living in the age of the internet, it's quite easy to come across the founding pastor of this denomination preaching. So, I listened to one of his sermons. After reading Revelation chapter 1 verses 1 to 7, he claimed that he was the Holy Spirit. This is the gist of what he was saying in his sermon. Didn't Jesus come to this earth incarnated in the flesh of man to save us, even though he is the Son of God? Likewise, I too am the Holy Spirit who has come to this earth incarnated in my flesh. Therefore, in these last days, you can be saved only if you listen to my word as the Holy Spirit. I do not blindly criticise or reject what other denominations are preaching, but this man's claims were so absurd that they left me speechless. With the gospel truth of the water and the spirit, Christ our God has redeemed all human beings from the sins of this world once and for all. We believe in this gospel truth of the water and the spirit that Christ, God himself, has paid off all the wages of all our sins. Jesus Christ bore the condemnation of our sins in our place and we believe in his baptism and his sacrificial blood as our salvation. Because Christ our God has redeemed the wages of our sins once and for all with the water and the blood, we can now believe in Jesus Christ who came to this earth by the gospel of the water and the spirit as our true saviour. The righteous work Jesus Christ did when he walked on this earth clearly constitutes the mark of the eternal remission of sins. It is so wonderful that we can forever believe in the truth of salvation that Jesus Christ has delivered us from the sins of the world and the blessed gift of salvation he has given us by fulfilling his righteous work of salvation. Because our hearts were sinful the moment we were born, we rightfully deserved to go to hell. But when the Lord came to this earth, he washed away all these sins with his baptism and paid off all their wages by shedding his blood on the cross. This is what we believe. 
The gospel of the water and the spirit is the truth of salvation and therefore it is only fitting for all of us who believe in this truth to forever praise the Lord our Saviour for his righteousness. Praising the Lord for eternity is the proper thing to do for all those who have been saved from their sins. Therefore, we cannot help but manifest and preach the gospel of the water and the spirit to all mankind through the whole world. The gospel of the water and the spirit is bringing salvation from sin to the entire world. We cannot help but testify this gospel of the water and the spirit to everyone around the world. It is an immense privilege for us to be able to give honour, glory and thanks to God for saving us from all the sins of the world and giving us all the blessings of heaven. Hallelujah! Everyone must praise the righteousness of Christ our God. It is only a matter of course for all human beings to worship and praise God forever. Those who glorify God. Let us all turn to verse 23 here. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. It is none other than we the believers who glorify God. That's because God has glorified us and therefore all of us who believe in this can also praise our God to his glory. When and how can we glorify God then? We can glorify him by preaching and testifying to the whole world that God has redeemed mankind from all the sins of the world. It is by shouting out and proclaiming the gospel of the water and the spirit that those who still have not heard this glorious gospel news can realise that God has clothed us in the glory of the heavens. Living the life of a witness to spread the gospel is the greatest praise we can give to God. Those who testify, God loves human beings so much that he has saved them from all their sins with the gospel of the water and the spirit, are the blessed who are faithful to God. Now we are bearing witness of God's truth of salvation with our paper books, e-books and audio books. We are testifying with our lives of faith to reveal God and his gospel, the gospel of the water and the spirit to the whole world. The life of a witness dedicated to the spreading of the gospel is what reveals the glory of God. It is when we live such a life that our God receives all glory, for God himself has planned and completed all these things. Even at this very moment, we the righteous are glorifying God in our everyday walk. Of all the people on this earth, there is no one more honoured than those who believe in the God-given gospel of the water and the spirit and obey him. Those who glorify God are the witnesses of the gospel. 
we the righteous believe in God's love and the gospel of the water and the spirit and it is with this faith we are giving all glory to God. God has blessed us to live such a glorious life. Words cannot express just how grateful I am. It is written in Isaiah chapter 44 verse 23. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, you lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, you mountains, O forest and every tree in it. God is telling us that he has made us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit carry out his glorious work. The life that glorifies God entails, first of all, believing in God's plan of salvation and the righteous deliverance he has fulfilled with his love, and second, praising and preaching God's glorious love and truth to the whole world. Put differently, we praise God by not only thanking him with our faith for giving us the gospel of the water and the spirit, but also preaching to the ends of the world that God has redeemed mankind from the sins of the world. By faith, we the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit are now fulfilling our duty to preach the gospel all over the world. Preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit is what truly serves and glorifies God. Believing in and thanking him for this gospel of the water and the spirit, we ought to exalt the righteous, just and virtuous God. God is pleased by us precisely because we have devoted ourselves to this work with all our hearts. I get my daily ministry briefing at 10 o'clock every morning. At today's briefing, I was informed that much progress has been made to updating the website of the New Life Mission. I thanked God and praised him for this wonderful news and I also commended our workers for their hard work. To spread the gospel of the water and the spirit throughout the whole world we are now advertising in multiple languages so that people from around the world can visit our website and read our gospel books of the water and the spirit. These days there is hardly anyone who does not have a smartphone, so we have ensured that the advertisements for our books and website would be viewable not just on personal computers but also smartphones. Visitors to our websites can also download our books in their own languages as e-books or audio books. And at the website, our co-workers who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and are ministering all over the world can share fellowship with one another. What an amazing blessed fellowship it is. In these chaotic times, our witnesses are preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit throughout the whole world. They are carrying out God's command as his servants, so how could God not help these witnesses who are doing his righteous work? 
God will surely help the witnesses who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit so that they can carry out the work of preaching the true gospel. God has given them power, wisdom and blessings and I believe he will give them even greater blessings and protect them in the days to come. In this way, the gospel of the water and the spirit will be preached throughout the whole world through our witnesses and sinners from around the world will also be saved from their sins once and for all. Thanks to the gospel of the water and the spirit preached by the witnesses, people all over the world will be saved from the curses of sin plaguing their hearts and I believe they too will come to glorify God just like us. You and I now believe in the gospel of the water and the blood, and as such we have already come to praise the righteousness of God. Having been saved from our sins, how should we then carry on with our lives in this age of the coronavirus pandemic? What joy would we now have on this earth if we were not spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit as God has commanded us? God has made us, his witnesses, preach his true work. So let us be strong. As those who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, you and I have been redeemed from all the sins of the world and therefore we can glorify God with our faith and we will live forever with God in his kingdom. Moreover, God has not only saved us from the sins of the world now, but he will also save those who still have not been born again, so we have high hopes. As God has made us preach his love and salvation to the entire human race, we believe that God will make it possible for these people to also be delivered from their sins. We believe that God will complete, through you and me who are preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit, all his work before the present age comes to its end. The Lord said that he will complete the work of salvation to deliver the world from all its sins before this age is over and we believe in this promise. Humanity is living through very difficult times but God will fulfil his amazing work of delivering them from their enemies. I am confident that we will be able to spread the gospel of the water and the spirit nearly all over the earth in about 10 to 30 years. And I also believe that in 100 to 200 years there will be no one in this world who does not know the gospel of the water and the spirit. People all over the whole world will come to know the gospel of the water and the spirit as the truth of salvation. However, not everyone will believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Just as is true today, while some people will believe this gospel, others will not. Regarding this, God wrote in the scripture, Not all have faith. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 2 We believe that the Antichrist will eventually appear in this world to stand against God. 
claiming himself to be God, the Antichrist will try to deceive even the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit. At that time, Satan will make his final stand against God, but God will prove unequivocally who the true God is through us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and we too will testify by faith that the living God has redeemed us from all the sins of the world and bought us once and for all by paying off the wages of our sins. When the end times are here, we will bear witness of Christ our God, testifying that he has redeemed us once and for all from the sins of the world. The Spirit of God dwelling in our hearts will work powerfully so that we would not capitulate to the Antichrist. Believing in Christ our God, we will then be martyred and glorify God with this martyrdom. We can embrace all these things because the Holy Spirit, God himself, is working in our hearts. We will refuse to surrender to the Antichrist and when we do so, Christ our God will manifest through his believers that he is the true God. It is also through us that God will receive all his glory at that time. Not long after we, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, are killed, Jesus Christ will return to this earth, rapture his people and take them to heaven. In the last days, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit who had passed away earlier will also be lifted up into the air together with us and they will put on the honour of glorifying God and living forever. God will bless us the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit to live forever in his kingdom in a divine body that never breaks down nor ever gets sick. Therefore, it is the will of God for us to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit to the entire human race while we are living on this earth. In contrast, the enemy will try to obstruct us from spreading this gospel of the water and the spirit. However, God will give us heavenly strengths and enable us to fulfil our duty by faith. The believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit should therefore look toward victorious life, believing that Jesus Christ is God himself and praying by faith. Whenever we pray to God and put our trust in Christ, we will live our everyday lives in glory. So, we have no reason to worry about the enemy. Our only remaining task now is carrying out the work God has entrusted to us by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. With our faith in Christ our God, we should also prepare our lives for the coming end times, and with our faith in God's word of promise, we should bear witness of Christ in our lives. Let us look toward the Christ Lord by faith. We must put our hopes on Jesus Christ our shepherd and live with him. We must look up to this God, trust him and rely on him. We must continue the work of evangelization we are doing now. 
Sometimes we may struggle with pessimistic thoughts entering our minds, but we must resist them saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, go away Satan. We must repel Satan's thoughts by faith, who tries to instill fear and pessimism in our minds. We must defeat the enemy of the righteous by trusting in Christ our God and his word. The coronavirus pandemic has generated gloomy thoughts from time to time. At times it may seem as though we could contract the virus and die from it, not be able to spread the gospel of the water and the spirit fully, or face ruin in this world, even though we believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Whenever such detrimental thoughts enter our minds, we must resist them by faith and defeat them by praying. We must vanquish them every time, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, go away, Satan. Why should we be worried when God told all of us who have been saved from our sins, you will not be forgotten by me? No matter what our circumstances might be, God our Christ never forgets us. He takes care of us and he is always with us. We must therefore never allow ourselves to lose faith in God, only to surrender to the enemies. We the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit can be victorious by believing in Jesus our King. Even though we are weak before God, our God is strong. Never forgetting us, God is always keeping watch over all of us who have become his own children by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Like this, we must trust in Christ our God and always look toward the Lord with this faith. Living in these end times, we must shout out by faith, Go away, Satan! We must stand against God's enemy Satan by our faith in God. Why? It is because we are fragile human beings and our hearts may be overtaken by the fear Satan is trying to plant in us. If we have a bad, disturbing dream, we should shake it off by faith and say, Go away Satan! You have bad dreams when your life is anxious. You have disturbing dreams when you drift away from God and inch toward the world. It's your subconscious manifesting itself in your dreams. God speaks to us the righteous through his written word. He never reveals his will through our nightly dreams. We should never ever believe in anything that is not the word of God. We must believe in the written word of God alone. We must live by our faith in God with the same mindset as the adage that says, even if the world were to end tomorrow, I will still plant an apple tree. You and I must now live every day of our lives in dedication to the spreading of the gospel of the water and the spirit to God's joy. Through you and me, God will continue to carry out the work that glorifies him. You and I are God's servants and Christians living in the last age. God will receive all heavenly glory through us the believers and he will also clothe all of us in all glory. 
God will fulfill this to us without fail. Hallelujah. I give all my thanks to our God.